0: This podcast contains adult materials with descriptions some listeners may find distressing. Hi. Hello. Good day. Or night, if that's when you happen to be listening. Due to my notoriety performing lip-sync choreographies of the Cheeky Girl's greatest hits on the working man's club scene, you may be aware that my name is Gary. Gary Strange. And believe it or not, I live in London. I'm a citizen of London. I just so happen to live in the sewers. Currently, I'm residing in the twisted pipes of the gothic Disneyland, otherwise known as Camden Town. You might assume that this is a particularly foul section of the London sewer system, as locals and tourists alike congregate to this epicenter of tat to get their rocks off on Jaeger bombs, Amarino ice cream, and basement-grown skunk. And you'd be right. It is not the most hygienic sewer I've ever encountered, but beggars can't be choosers, and there is more than one homeless person dwelling here besides my good self. Home is where the heart is. And this is especially true of Camden's sewers, as the local butchers have a tendency to throw animal hearts, lungs, and intestines they haven't been able to sell that day down into the street gutters. These innards worm their way through the rusty drains, plopping into the sewers below your feet. Fascinating what you can find down here. It is... A carnivore's paradise. I never need to go to a restaurant again. Speaking of eating out, there's this one story I heard about a woman who had sex with a cat. Cat Cunnilingus, in fact. Mm. Mm. I chanced upon the conversation when I was recording the dripping tap hole of a public toilet in a charity building in Farringdon. Hi, welcome to Word Liberation Organization. How can I help you? Hello, what is this place? Oh, we are an international hub for the liberation of literature, literacy and freedom of expression. Well, there we are. Looks more like a library. (sighs) Yeah, well, essentially... We are a highfalutin landlord for other literary organisations with a pathetic excuse for an arts programme that's funded by the Arts Council and has literally no relevance or resonance with either audiences or artists. But you didn't hear that from me. And please, do not come to any of our events. They suck. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Right. Well... Thank you for your honesty. You're welcome. Augusta. Augusta Linfield Bailey? Well, you're welcome, Augusta Linfield Bailey. And your name? Miranda. Miranda? How marvelous! How very single-named, very Madonna. Did you know Miranda is an anagram of admired? Think about it. The admired Miranda? Right... It's a quote. From the Tempest? Act 3, Scene 1? Ring any Jacobean bells? Uh, no? Well, never mind. We can't educate everyone, can we? Now, I actually came in here because I'm in a sport of bother. Oh, really? What is it? Do you happen to have an iPhone charger? I do. You are now officially deemed a miracle worker. Would it be possible to please charge my phone just for an incy wincy moment sure that's wonderful thank you ever so much you see my phone's run out of juice and i've got this big interview for the role of ceo at sensor international oh yeah sensor is just up the road exactly and i came early to prep for the big zoo but my notes are on my phone and classic augusta i forgot to charge it before i left I'm sure my little ones were using Tic Tac or Snip Shit or some such thing and drained the battery. No problem. Happy to help. You're a star. You truly are. You know, it's surprisingly difficult to charge one's phone around this area. Yeah, there's a lot of dead space in Farringdon. It's a real shame, as it could be used for affordable housing. Yes, I know all about that. My husband and I just moved back to London with our two girls, Maud and Tess, and fingers crossed I'm going to get this job, because essentially we've moved continents because of it, and career-orientated as I am, we thought it best to just move here and see what happens. It's been pretty slapdash, but I always enjoy spontaneity. Less so, Charles. God forbid he should take a risk once in his straight jacket of a life. But then again, he did marry me, and that was a huge risk. At least, his mother thought so. So grateful she has passed on now. But the schools really are fab in North London. Do you happen to know any particularly excellent secondary schools for our girls? We're happy to pay. That's not an issue. You get what you pay for, as they say. Sorry, are you asking me to research secondary schools for you? No, heavens no. Because I could do that if you're looking for that. I work freelance. I'm sure you're terribly busy writing a screenplay behind that reception desk of yours. I am, actually. It's a feminist perspective on the Cuban Revolution of 1950... Of course, I would need a professional's advice. Clearly. I mean, look at yourself. Besides, there's all these educational consultancy services you can pay for nowadays. Some are a complete rip-off, but you have to know the right people. In one time, I had sex with a cat. Excuse me? It was more like the cat had sex with me. At least from my point of view, she had sex with me. I mean, we were two consenting adults. Actually, I don't Know how old she was, but I'm sure she wasn't a kitten. She was far too big for that. She must have been two, three years old. But regardless, we were two consensual partners. Although we weren't together romantically as a couple, that would be absurd. Imagine! I mean, it's not like she took me fine whining and candlelit dining to a Parisian-themed gastropub. I love Paris. Have you been? You must go. But, I mean, it did happen. I had sex with a cat and it's important to say that out loud and I feel I really need to get that off my chest. Before my as I have a tendency to babble in professional settings. Not like now. You actually make me feel at ease. I just really like your face and I saw you from behind the glass and thought you could be someone I could talk to. Someone edgy. Very zero-hours contract. Someone that feels extreme, yet friendly. You have an open face. A bit Phase, truth be told. I hope you don't mind me saying that. I'm sure you realize you look deceptively cheery on the surface, but your happy exterior masks the deeper tragedy within. Uh, thank you? Tess. No, my name's Miranda. The cat's name? On her collar. It was Tess. I mean, it is Tess. I'm sure she's still alive. I mean, I hope she's still alive. Cats can live up to 18 years if they're lucky. And she certainly was a firecracker. She had a lot of pep, a lot of spunk. So I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't still a spry old thing all these years later. Who knows? She might outlive us all. Right. And where did you meet Tess? Who? The cat. Sorry, I thought you meant my daughter. I met her through my vagina. But in effect, I met Tess the cat in the same place. Different circumstance. It must have been 20 years ago now. I hadn't heaved two vomiting bags of joy out of my uterus at that point. My frou was still as tight as a stretched rubber band. <laughs> Back then, I was working as an international journalist covering apartheid in South Africa. This is the early 90s. Everyone uses Spice Up Your Life as a passing greeting and there is no end in sight of the atrocities. I mean apartheid, not teen pop. I'm staying at a friend's rather luxurious house, right on the waterfront of Southport Beach on the south coast. My bedroom opens right onto the sand. Can you imagine? Stunning, absolutely stunning. It's a warm, humid evening, and the sweat is just rippling off me, so I decide to take a swim in the ocean before the sun goes down and the aperitifs start clinking and calling my name. The water is glorious. My hair is swamped with seaweed, but it feels so freeing, so fresh, so invigorating to roll up around in the churning waves. I feel like I'm born again. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I was actually born into a family of Jehovah Witnesses back in Canada. I was shunned by my community when I came out as queer. So when I came to London and found this new community of allies, I felt like myself for the very first time. Right, well, good for you. Now, the sun is setting. There's these gorgeous pinks and purples and turquoises brushing against the sky. Very J.M.W. Turner, if he had used pastels. I'm walking barefoot across the sand because, classic Augusta, I'd forgotten my Birkenstocks. The soles of my feet are disappearing deep into the golden, glowing earth. I see the open doors of my bedroom. The house is totally secluded. There's not a soul on the beach for miles around. I walk through the open doors and there's this beautiful breeze guiding me into the room, making the mosquito nets sway in the heat like gentle spirits. I'm still in my sea-drenched bikini, and as I'm slipping off the waterlogged bra, this cat pads through the open doors. Now, I know this cat because it's owned by my dear friend Raquel, and the guest room is, in fact, officially the cat's room. Tess's room, you understand, She normally hangs out there, so essentially I was usurping her space. Fair enough, Hairy Muff. They don't have guests often. It's apartheid, so who wants to visit unless you are a young, intrepid journalist like myself? At this point, I'm slipping off the bikini panties. It's a neon pink set. I'll never forget it. Very Cindy Crawford, circa 1991. It is so ludicrously hot, and the breeze is just so gentle, lapping at me like a lover, that I decide to lie down on the bed naked and engage in a bit of good old shavasana. Corpse pose. have a bit of me time and, you know, find what feels good. I'm lying there, eyes closed, legs spread, concentrating on my breath. When suddenly, I feel this tiny, rough piece of sandpaper rubbing between my thighs. I'm thinking, what on earth is Raquel playing at? We haven't fucked since Cambridge. I open my eyes, look down, and lo and behold, there's Tess, licking away like the apocalypse is about to occur, and my pussy is the only milk parlour left open. It must be the salt in the water that attracts her. Cats are particularly inclined to umami tastes. Perhaps Raquel isn't feeding Tess the right level of nutrition because this cat is really going for it. And you know me by now. I'm not one to judge. I gently try to Shew her away, but Tess is having none of it. This cat is determined. She is going to eat her fill, lick her plate clean, so to speak. So I just let her have that. I lie back and try to enjoy the ride. And do you know what? I did. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm always up for new experiences, even when it comes to bestiality. Oh, a consensual bestiality as previously stated Tess was the one that instigated it not me I would never have dreamed of it but you know some dreams come true even if you aren't the one that dreamed them by the end there is a bit of blood because cats can really dig in there and obviously her teeth are incisors but overall it was a very pleasant experience for us both Did you come? Excuse me? Did you orgasm? That propulsion of energy, that flush of blood, that volcanic cascade of endorphins that just never happened. But that's not the point. It's the journey, not the outcome. That's what I tell my girls. And it was a happy ending by all accounts. I think we both felt that. Wow. Yes, that is extraordinary. There are a wealth of wonders on the South African coast. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I won't. The remarkable thing is, I was touched by the experience. Genuinely, it stuck with me. I never told Raquel, of course. I didn't want her to get the wrong idea. Who knows? Maybe I should have told her. Perhaps it was a territorial thing. But I was so moved by the experience. I named my double dildo Tess and used it with my girlfriend at the time. Really? Yes, she was happy to honor that memory, terribly thoughtful of her. And come to think of it, my daughter is called Tess, but that may have been because of Tess of the D'Urbervilles. At least, that's what I told my husband. It's a terrific book. Have you read it? No. Oh, you must. It's an astonishing piece of work. Thomas Hardy is to die for once you get into him. I will keep that in mind. Now, I've chewed your ear off long enough. How is my battery doing? It's on 18%. Perfect. That will give me just enough juice to look over my notes. And my interview's in 15 minutes, so that gives me just enough time for hop up the road and get ready CEO style well all the best for the interview thank you ever so much and if I get the job I'll pop round and let you know so we can celebrate sure cool you know what I rather like this word federation place. It's called Word Liberation Organization. Very freeing, very fresh. I feel invigorated, although I do think you could do well to market it as a library. Might get a few more people in here. Looks a bit empty. I'll suggest that to my boss. Not sound presumptuous, but somehow I don't think they will be taking suggestions from a receptionist. But here's an idea. If I get the job, I'll be sure to pop in and make my thoughts known. CEO to CEO. You do that, Augusta. You do that. I will. Well, wish me luck. Good luck. So kind of you. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye now. Wait, you forgot your... nummy you should try this at home kids clown sex is written performed and produced by natasha sutton williams the director is phoebe ladenberg the executive producer is christopher hogg the sound designer is matthew mcginnis the music consultant and pianist is Morgan Hayes The studio director is Jordan Wakefield The original music is composed and performed by Natasha Sutton-Williams